We both had two babies. We were freelance before this and we were moving in the kind of digital nomad space for a long time. Yeah. And then we had a baby. <laughs> and the brakes and the brakes go on for everything. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of What She Said. This is the first proper episode in series five, which is pretty exciting. Um, In this episode, I chat to Frankie Thompson all about motherhood, how it's kind of derailed our careers and also built them. Um, I'm going to put a trigger warning on it because we do talk about postnatal depression. and yeah, so Frankie is a wonderful writer. She is a blogger. She blogs at As the Bird Flies, um, all about travel, Amsterdam, motherhood. She's written a series of short stories and fiction books also, um, and she writes poetry. She also has a wonderful wing of her business, which is kind of on hiatus at the moment, but it's um, called Right Now, it Affirmation Cards for Writers. Um, and they're just gorgeous. They're really, really beautiful. So I'd encourage you to go ahead and look at her stuff. If you liked this episode, I'd love it if you could, if we could continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find all our social handles um, in the show notes, but I'm Lucy Lucraft and Frankie is As The Bird Flies blog. Um, so we're pretty easy to find. Um, and you can, if you really want to, come over and support me on Patreon. Um, my patrons get a variety of benefits, most of which is uh, this podcast early. So they've already listened to this episode without this waffle from me. <laughs> um, so if you want to support me there, that would be amazing. I share sustainability tips every single day. Um, I share musings. I answer questions. I create specific content for my patrons. And I film a monthly, at the moment, it's just a monthly kind of behind the scenes, which started off at just just me chatting to camera. But now I'm kind of made, making it into a bit of a vlog. Um, so you get snippets of my life and my family and all the rest of it. Anyway, you're under no obligation to do that, but it would be remiss of me not to mention it. Um, and that is patreon.com forward slash Lucy Lucroft. Enough of that waffle. On with the episode. Enjoy. So I was thinking about when we met and you were pregnant. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. And it feels like a long, well, it was a lifetime ago, wasn't it? It was the yeah. second, second kid's lifetime ago. But um, mm-hmm. yeah things change and then and then you went and did it too I know what an idiot (laughs) not at all (laughs) not at all (laughs) so yeah we kind of moved in the same circles anyhow we then met when we were both speaking at Traverse which is a travel blogging conference I used to work for Traverse and then I was uh I did a podcast session there they never asked me back (laughs) (laughs) well funnily enough likewise (laughs) oh really um yeah I interrupted go on carry on <laughs> no 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 at all um yeah so th- that's kind of how we met um and then we've both had two babies we have <laughs> gosh uh, <laughs> and the similarities I suppose between us and the things that I wanted to talk about today is that we've both had two babies we were freelance for a good while before before this and we were moving in the kind of digital nomad space for a long time yeah and then we had a baby. <laughs> and the brakes and the brakes go on for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted to talk about that. Because I think you're so eloquent. But first of oh, all wow. 
do you want to just you are <laughs> first of all do you want to just tell us who you are what yeah you do, sure sure what's yeah happening right now um well god right now I'm sat in my gym jams talking to you love so uh no um <laughs> but there is a bit more to me than just that um I yeah I'm Frankie and I blog as you mentioned um and I've been blogging I think probably for about well 10 years now because I also used to blog because we have Shepherd's Bush in common don't we okay. um and I used to live there and I was a local London blogger about Shepherd's Bush and so that was way back when because I started the travel blog in 2011 and then that really has been what I've been doing plus freelance writing um since then and most of my freelance my freelance clients are travel related so I've actually got most of my work through my blog which kind of astonishes me a bit these days but um yeah so that's roughly what I was doing uh career-wise until I had kids I also my partner's Australian and he and I live in Amsterdam so yeah I set up my family life here in Amsterdam away from family elsewhere so I think yeah really what what I would love to talk to you about because I think you're in a kind of similar situation whereby you don't have a family immediately nearby. And that is quite a different dynamic. Um, and, and it presents its own set of problems, I think. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what I do now, yeah, I have two little boys, uh, one who's four and one who's 16 months. And um, I... Are we allowed to talk about the current state of affairs in the world right now? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so in Amsterdam here, we're on week three of uh, what they're calling lockdown light, um, the calorie free version, I guess. And uh, we have no school, no daycare, no nothing and minimal social contact and all the social distancing malarkey. So we're quite isolated. And yeah, that's funnily enough not that different for me whereas I think a lot of people are finding that difficult because they can't lean on family or other childcare sources so that's been quite interesting um but I was just getting back to basically kind of a bit more work-life balance the kid the second kid had just started sleeping through and I was going to get an extra day of daycare take me up to three days a week but that's just yeah breaks again have gone screeching on so I find it very interesting that we're going to talk about this. And I, I, I messaged you last night, lastminute.com and said, hey, actually, what are we going to be uh, chatting about? And then I was just thinking about all the different things that we can talk about that are actually helpful for people, of course. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that kind of gives people a rough idea. I should also say, um, as well as blogging and freelance writing, I'm a fiction of author. Um, I'm an author of fiction. That's a great, that was a great <laughs> slip up. <laughs> um and I think that's that is that is the biggest adjustment in my life like before I had babies I just published three books and basically the breaks have gone on that massively and so um I think that's also metaphorical for a lot of things in terms of like you know what you thought what you thought your life would be and what you want your what you want your life to be um and how you have to just reassess readjust and um yeah switch it up pivot yeah so I think uh being a mum is mm. such it's so full of contradictions and like highs and lows and oh, I, I know it's different for everybody and I should I really want to kind of briefly acknowledge our privilege 
Massively, um, yeah. It, in that, yes, both of us are in a very similar situation in that we're far away from family and we don't have um, a lot of childcare and all the rest of it. However, we are both... Um, well, you know, I'm not going to speak to your privilege, but I, I have a lot of privilege. So, yeah, same. Absolutely same. I have huge privilege. Um, and um, that's something that I also am very aware of. And having just going slightly off on a tangent, having two white, well off boys, I'm, you know, very conscious mm. of how I manage that with them because um, they have even more privilege than me. So it, it's very yeah, the world we live in as well, it's like as hard as parenting is right now, I don't want to downplay, you know, other people's struggles. Um, and it's how we basically navigate our struggles to also then help others, if that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because privilege doesn't negate struggle. So no. Um, but I really wanted to acknowledge that we that we have it. But so putting that aside, what has been the hardest thing for you when going into uh, motherhood what you thought was going to happen because when you're pregnant with your first kid I don't know about you but I was like you just have no idea you have absolutely no idea what is going to happen on the other side and I just sort of thought I'm freelance I'll have nine months off and then I'll go back to work maybe Mm. I'll do it and actually I thought oh I'll do it much quicker than everybody else because I'm Mm. freelance so I can just Mm -hmm. work around the baby while the baby naps (laughs) yeah what an utter load of bollocks isn't it I mean (laughs) Oh, it it comes with a warning, doesn't it, your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good, good. Um, I think think you've, yeah, that's 100% it. And I loved, I love being pregnant. I'm one of these crazy people. I would be pregnant all the time. I just feel so useful when I'm pregnant. Like I'm constantly doing something extremely fantastic and miraculous. And yet I'm not really doing anything, you know, apart from eating a little bit extra and sleeping a bit more. But so I was really like, oh, this is, I didn't, I don't think I was like, this is going to be a breeze. Um, I had a uh, depression in my early twenties. So I was very aware of possibility of postnatal depression and other things like that. And I was petrified by childbirth. I will be totally honest about that. And I just couldn't get behind any of the whole hypnobirthing malarkey for my first um, baby. But I did have a positive birth experience. Um, and I went into sort of the baby bubble feeling optimistic but I have to say it crashed down on me quite quickly I think after two weeks I really realized that this was work with a capital W and um, there was going to be uh, it was going to be a very steep learning curve and I'm not talking about like the nappies and the doing because you do a lot as a parent like just the physical doing is quite overwhelming some days but I really mean the mental, the mental side of it. I could not reconcile my new identity as a parent, as a mother, with what the person I was before. And I definitely went through a period of grieving, sort of saying goodbye to my former self. And I think maybe this was also the same for you. I I don't really know. But because I worked from home, I had complete control over my own schedule as a freelancer before I had kids. Um, I ran every day, not very far often to the coffee shop for a coffee and a cake but hey and I just (laughs) was completely in control of my life and what I wanted to do and I traveled a lot for work and it was just it was bloody lovely and then you know I became a mum and I did I, I, I knew things would stop and I knew like yeah I would be tired but I don't think I fully appreciated 
how much of a mental drain there would be on becoming a mum. And a lot of that had to do with, yes, um, I did develop postnatal depression and anxiety, which was a new thing for me. And um, that was massively related to sleep deprivation because my first kid just just he was just one of those nightmare sleepers that nobody wants and just a lot of people get. And that didn't really sort itself out, actually, until he was about 18 months. So the first year and a half was just chronic exhaustion and just this kind of, yeah, I'm more, I went through a grief of who I was and um, I'm, I'm an incredibly impatient person. And I just when you are looking after a kid, there is no time to do all the, the lovely self-care resting things that you're supposed to do in order to get yourself in a better space mentally. So it took a long time. Um, and along with that, I had to. I say let go of my dreams, I guess that sounds so overdramatic, but I did have to just move the goalposts and I couldn't write for two hours a day. Like, you know, my, my, the book I wanted to publish had to wait. And uh, my blog also changed direction massively because I was getting all these offers for press trips, but the thought, the thought of traveling with a kid, with a baby was just terrifying. And the thought of traveling not with a baby was equally unsettling. So um, I, I put I pressed pause on a lot of things and I am hugely privileged that I could do that. My my partner's income was enough to pay our rent at the time. And um, yeah, and I just I was able to take at least some time away from work. But then on the flip side, and actually my partner says this a lot, he says, I wonder actually if you had to work, whether that would have given you another focus and whether that would have maybe helped. And I I do think there's some truth in that. But then that's just also ignoring the fact I was, you know, I, I, I was physically crippled from the sleep deprivation. So the thought of the thought of getting up and doing a nine to five. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think that would have I don't think I think we would have still got to the same place in terms of me being depressed and, you know, needing help with anxiety. Um, so for me, it is, it is, of course, your life changes, but it's the mental I think it's a mentally and emotionally that is what kind of took the rug from under my feet um, as opposed to like just the simple act of not being able to do what you want to do. It's, it's just like your whole mindset has to has to shift. And it's so interesting when you introduce this that you said contradictions, because I feel like that is if there's one thing I can te- I can say to any mum to be or parent to be is um, you have to get ready for a whole life of of just constant contradictions like your love for these kids will be so so deep and actually I should also say I struggled with that in the beginning my connection with my first kid wasn't very strong in the beginning and that was hugely heartbreaking but you know your love for your kids is unconditional in an ideal world yada 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 but your enjoyment of parenting is not. And sometimes parenting sucks. It's a shitty job. Sorry. But <laughs> I, I have days where I would I would rather do anything but like pick up more crap after my kids, wipe, wipe tables, clean up the kitchen, hoover seven times a day. There is just it's not glamorous. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really relate. Actually, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what more I can add to it apart from that I, I had a very similar experience but mm. not with my second not with my mm. first so I loved pregnancy I it gave me a purpose yeah. as well I loved how I anyway I had Anais and she was an amazing sleeper she was a very very easy baby now like, I know why you had your second easiest. so early <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
She was so easy. Wow. I released this podcast when she was, I was planning it while I was pregnant. I went back to work after like three months and mm. I didn't have childcare. I was just recording while breastfeeding. I just put mm. her down and she'd chill out on the floor. It was so rare that she would really cry. And I thought I was exhausted when she was getting up two times a night at three mm. months old. Um, she's sleeping through by six months. Uh, if anyone wants to punch me, don't worry. It's, it's coming. <laughs> Did you have any mum friends at this time? I mean, that's... No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, still, it's still exhausting. It's... it's it, you know, but it is still exhausting. Like, I think, you know, I have friends who have had babies like this and they're still knackered and they're... St- like, it's still... I don't want to discredit anybody who has no, a true. so-called easy baby. Um, but I just... I. I it, 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 if anything, stories like this give me gave me hope. My second, although I'm not, I'm going to do the opposite <laughs> because my second. Uh oh. I would say having a second baby. Oh, it's it. There's just so again so many contradictions. I have mm-hmm. found it a lot harder because she she doesn't sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> during the day. Yeah, you have my full night. sympathy with that. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't do anything. So I've had to learn to surrender so I would say I just had to go okay I'm not going to go back to work for at least a year and I had to just really come to terms with that and I was I'm so lucky that I up until now up until this shit show coronavirus haven't had to now I'm gonna have to go back to work (laughs) but yeah yeah how have you found going into the second because I know your experience is different to mine Mm -hmm. so mine was almost the opposite I had um so we had a lot of things happening and I've written up my birth story. Actually, it's on my blog if anybody has uh, a couple of hours and a cup of tea or a pot of tea <laughs> rather, because um, we had external complications. My partner was quite sw- sick in the kind of immediate run up to uh, my baby's, my second baby's birth. And so long story short, um, well, actually, let's just go a bit back a bit further. So following my number one kiddo, I had quite a lot of therapy and help with kind of coming to terms with um, what happened and um, just sort of preparing myself for number two. Because number two, I was very much like, I feel complete. I feel my family's complete, but I would... I I feel like I would like to at least try. And so that not only involved the, you know, the, it also involved the <laughs> getting, <laughs> the getting mentally ready in myself. So I did quite a bit of therapy specifically dealing with the postnatal depression because I still attached a hell of a lot of guilt, a hell of a lot of shame. And I also put a lot of this on my kid, which, yeah, that's quite heavy. So I had to work through that. And actually, that was arguably the best thing I could have done. And I, it was basically like training for the whole period of time that was so hard for me, which was the birth and, well, not the birth, but the immediate aftermath after the birth and also the first sort of six, seven months. Because I was very much like with my first, oh, this is so hard. This is this is normal. All parents, you know, all parents have sleep deprivation. I've just got to crack on with it. And obviously when you do that, you then just make matters a lot worse for yourself. But with so I prepared massively for that and I was I practiced accepting help and all this crap that I'm just really not very good at. And it worked. And then even when we got this like, um, you know, complete sideball come in, which was my partner getting very sick. And actually he was blue lighted to hospital three days before my due date um, with a hemorrhage. And um, so we we had this horrible time where it looked like I was going to have to give birth without him. 
and luckily my baby my baby's got uh, always late so I was it was okay and we were both in a place where it was a really positive lovely water birth in the hospital with a doula and um hands-off dutch birthing style it was all very lovely but um and then the postnatal period honestly it was a dream and that was hugely thanks to number two being I wouldn't say a good sleeper I would say an average sleeper which after my first was like a godsend you know I could basically as long as I held him he slept and I was in a place in my life where that's all I wanted to do too and so I did and again massively lucky that financially I didn't have to go back to work after three months um, or even earlier and I just we just had a really lovely time um, just being in that bubble, which is what I missed in my first. So that was very soothing and therapeutic. And then then the four month sleep regression hit <laughs> <laughs> and we're just coming out of it now <laughs> a year later. So, it, yeah, and it is so true that when the sleep is you know, when the sleep is not there, everything is hard. No matter how easy other things are, it is it is still hard. And we also moved house in the summer. So when he was about six, seven months. And um, yeah, so I would say all the work I did paid off. But unfortunately, when you're just in on the treadmill of looking after two kids, working part time and doing other life stuff like moving house etc um you would just get run down and and I feel like yeah I probably should have gone back to therapy sooner but I didn't make it a priority and all this kind of stuff so I would say number two has been has been both a dream experience but also yeah still a real challenge and um he's 16 months and two nights ago he climbed out of his cot so yeah so we now have a 16 month old in a toddler bed which I mean you know those those three weeks of him sleeping through were lovely so (laughs) the challenges just don't stop and I think that's another mindset shift and I feel like when I before before kids I was so good at like if I was going through a down period like you said depression is not it's not a okay you have depression then it stops like a broken leg it doesn't heal and then stop it's always there and so if I had bad bouts or low moods I would be able to take time away to myself and recover and that is the the mindset shift now with kids it's it's figuring out how to do the all the stuff you need to do alongside it and just I guess realigning your goals and priorities accordingly yeah, because I think um, that working on yourself and and somehow managing to do it while being a parent it is so hard. It's yeah. so hard because you feel ultimate guilt. Well, I, I don't want to put speak this on anyone else, but I feel ultimate guilt, or I did until fairly recently when I was like, mm. actually, my kids, I'm going to absolutely fuck up my kids if I don't. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's it. I think it was on a podcast with uh, Zoe from Motherkind, her podcast, where they they said the the ultimate, and I forget who actually said this, but it was somebody who's researched the shit out of this. And they basically said the greatest gift you can give your kids is your own happiness. And oh my God, that is just, that is just perfect. But it is, it is so much easier said than done. And, and I feel like that's, that is due to a lot of other external influences. And and just like we weren't as much as I love this about our generation and certainly my my mum, you know, this she didn't raise me to become a mum. She raised me to become an independent, career focused, or at least, you know, independent financially independent woman, um, self 
self-sufficient and self you know self-providing and unfortunately the world hasn't quite caught up with that mindset in terms of at least certainly in many countries there are probably the scandals are probably doing it right aren't they but um i certainly find that 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 having that kind of upbringing which was just the best and enabled me to try so many different things take risks and just feel have a general loving sense of confidence in myself but then when you then have to like turn that to towards other people if you've never done that before in your life that's massive and that's hard um yeah and i'm just like i said i just don't i don't enjoy a lot of the parts of parenting and that doesn't mean I don't enjoy my kids it doesn't mean I don't love my kids god it just means I am not I'm not creatively fulfilled um and and as yeah that is again another privileged thing to worry about but I feel like that's what I encourage in my kids right I encourage them to do things to play to be creative and we we can't just then not encourage that in ourselves I don't know. I don't know how to fig. I don't know how to match that up, but that's definitely something I struggle with too. Same. Yeah. I, well, <clears throat> yeah, I think there's, it's that like juxtaposition, isn't it? And mm-hmm. of, of like you trying to be fulfilled whilst also fulfilling your children. Like, and there's that bit in the middle where you're like, oh, is anyone fulfilled yeah, right. <laughs> right now? Right. <laughs> is anyone happy? <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> I don't know but I so to speak practically as well Mm -hmm. um how have you found any positive shifts because I definitely have from pre-motherhood to now Mm. I mean I would say that my career has completely changed um from pre to now I was almost 100% freelance writing and doing journalism before Mm. And then now I make a lot more of my income and I'm a lot more confident doing it. And I'm in uh, by selling myself more. Mm. Um, so I would say, and that confidence has come from, from having kids for me. Wonderful. Um, which is completely not what I expected. I definitely feel a lot more, I don't know. Yeah. A lot more confident in myself. Yeah. And that's, and I've heard, I've no, I've heard, I've heard that from other people too, both friends and other, you know, online personalities. Um, I, I can't honestly say that it's been the same for me because I feel like one of the biggest things that creatively fulfilled me, i.e., writing fiction, is just not. I just can't marry it with my current lifestyle. And I think I am at peace with that because it's just something that involves a heck of a lot of uninterrupted time. And that's just the, that is the one commodity I just don't have right now, especially now. (laughs) But, um, I, and I'm, I'm, I am at peace with that somewhat. Um, and I, I remember when I, after I had my first son, I uh, met a slightly crunchy mum. She was very lovely, but she was, you know, really, um, basically, I mean, she actually, she gave me one quote that I still use today. And, and she said to me, I'm not going to puree, be spending my spare time pureeing baby food. I'm going to sit down and write poetry. And 
but she was she was like oh you know becoming a mother has opened up this whole new creative side side to me I think she compared it to like a flower blossoming or something like that but and I just (laughs) I I loved that but I just couldn't relate and definitely after my first kid I felt like a lot of that shut down and I think I did that self-preservation wise i.e you're a mum now you don't need that you've got your kid blah 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 but again that's putting a hell of a lot of pressure on my kid so I have been a bit more conscious to kind of open up more and I had started doing challenges like 100 day challenge and I got back to doing NaNoWriMo and so I I get that and I love that that mums get this kind of creative energy from becoming a parent but I can't honestly say that it's happened to me the one thing I will say is that um I am I mean I just think motherhood in general makes you so much more focused so much more productive and selective with how you spend your time and um I definitely now like if you give me two hours I can do probably what would have taken me a week before I had kids just because I am just that more like tuned in to just getting on with it and getting shit done um I feel like my career so up until like this crisis I was um my blog I basically I've blogged for fun for a long time made a little bit of money went on nice press trips but then about three two three years ago I made the decision to make it profitable so that I could kind of stop the freelance work and that would also give me more flexibility with the kids yada 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 and I just I I was going I was going guns blazing and I was doing really well until this crisis hit and also another Google update last year and that actually made me stop and rethink my plan if, if you could call it that and I kind of said no I need to keep up freelance work and um so I would say even though I creatively in terms of writing books and writing poetry rather than pureeing baby food I feel like yes I have I've, I've got more energy from becoming a mum um but I maybe haven't got enough clarity and I definitely don't have enough balance in terms of like figuring out like I don't know how to creatively satisfy myself without yeah having those hours and hours of time to write fiction poetry actually helps like I did a 100 day challenge two years ago where I wrote two or three years ago where I wrote 100 poems in 100 days and I think I will do something similar now but I also do the affirmations and that is definitely something that has that okay okay I'm going to scrap everything I've just said and say, yeah, OK, I have that to thank for my affirmations. I have parenthood and motherhood to thank for that, because that was a real shift in terms of finding something that was in my heart that I could still do with kids. Because you know how just you have those random silly thoughts and I just kind of basically would have them like, what if you thought this about yourself, Frankie? How would that like help you? And um, that's kind of roughly where I get my affirmations from. And now I do that actively, like I'm actively trying to think of positive spins on stuff. Not all the time, not when I'm on my period, just disclaimer there. (laughs) Everything is shit when I'm on my period. But when I'm not, like I am, I, I definitely feel like, okay, yeah, I feel like I have got more creative about being creative if that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah it does I think you uh, have to give the kind of you learn shortcuts to creativity that's it almost um yeah and your affirmations let's talk about your affirmations because the thing I really I've got a pack and they're amazing um and the thing I really love about them is that if you're the sort of person like me who doesn't believe in manifestation or mindset stuff Mm. or isn't 
Well, that's something for the hugely privileged. I mean, jeepers, creepers. It is, it is not, it's not mindset. It's like, it's how and where you're born, love. Like, you know, it's my privilege. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe she's born with it. No, maybe it's privilege. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're that sort of person, then mm. affirmations probably. You, the hippy dippy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But there is something about, um, uh, so the Yes Mum cards, um, love which her. we also, oh, Holly DeCruz is just the best. And so mm-hmm. I use those in pregnancy. Um, I've got breastfeeding set and also the Yes Mum mini cards for Anais. And she now says, she'll be walking up the stairs and, and she's like, oh, this is hard. And then she's like, I can do hard things. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. It makes my heart just, oh, I just love yeah. it. And yeah. your cards, your cards are brilliant. So talk to us about right, your right now cards, because that's yeah. uh, like not for profit. Um, yeah, so endeavor, isn't it? it is. And it's it's I, I have to give uh, credit to Holly and also to Alex L, um, who is a brilliant uh, self-love journaling affirmation. <clears throat> um, she's not really a blogger. She's on Instagram and she writes books and uh, poetry and prose. I have to give credit to them. I discovered both of them when I was experiencing postnatal depression and anxiety, amongst various other things on, on Instagram and online. And I just realised how much of what was happening with me was just negative self talk and how I have the option for positive self-talk and weirdly a couple of years ago I wrote a short story about a slightly odd woman that another woman met on the night bus the 94 night bus no less which was one that went to the shepherd's bush (laughs) and in it this old woman basically encourages this uh, younger woman to talk to herself because you know that is the most important relationship you can have so I think this is this concept of kind of positive self-talk or at least just having an op- open and honest communication with yourself has been bubbling in my psyche for some time. And affirmation, I always put, yeah, that was with crystals and tarot cards in a box over there that I just don't touch because I don't get it. And I'm not saying that, that that's there's no value in those things, but it's just not something that has appealed to me. But when I started to see like the Yes Mum cards and Alex L, who does brilliant affirmations, um, I realised, oh, these are actually talking to me. And it's not that they made me feel better. It's that they made me stop, just full stop. And I would like just kind of it was like a glass of nice cold water on a hot day or like just taking an extra deep breath. And it just made it gave me pause. And I just figured out that there might be something in there for me. And it doesn't cure depression. It doesn't solve anxiety. But it can be a weapon like in your toolbox, I suppose, that you, you use and you try. And, and the, the beauty of affirmation um, is that it, it costs nothing. It's it's very easy to do, although, albeit you might feel uncomfortable and a bit stupid doing it. Um, and it's very quick. It's not something you have to prepare for. You can do it when you're wiping a four year old's bottom. You know, it's I mean, I don't I don't necessarily recommend doing it in that moment, but you might need to. I mean, <laughs> it's the, my, my little kids get a bit savage. But anyway, I just I and so I was really keen at that stage in, with postnatal depression, maybe about 18 months, two years after my first kid's birth. And I was really wanting to get back into writing. And I I just think in general, writers struggle, all creatives do, but writers can struggle massively with self-doubt and fear and kind of that paralysis that those things bring to you. And I just thought, I think there's something in here for writers. So I just started writing my own affirmations to try and get myself back into writing. And then I just turned them into a pack of cards. And I just 
I would I sell them they're actually on hiatus at the moment and this is kind of very timely and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't talk to Lucy right now because all my projects are on pause but I just have to pause something right now because about four or five months ago uh, before we, we kind of solved the sleep problem with my second kid I was I was falling into a depression and anxiety again and um, actually a bit longer ago so I just had to I had to stop a few things I took an Instagram break and just I had that and I feel I feel like that is like we don't talk enough about how important and valuable that can be. So I did that. And, and right now cards, I still have, that's the name of the cards, by the way. I'm so good at marketing myself. I've talked about this for about five minutes and still haven't mentioned the name. But anyway, right now cards. I, I, I said it. I said it when I like you. <sighs> God bless you. Thank you. Um, so I, I'm, that's on pause now. But the goal with that project is to have more products and to be a non-profit. I don't make any money off it. I'm still a lot of money down from just creating them. Um, and I will be creating basically uh packs i hope this is the plan this is the idea for kids um that don't necessarily have access to a lot of writing materials or uh, perhaps aren't encouraged to try writing or reading and i will be yeah sending making those packs available to people for free so that's the that's the plan it's very sketchy as you can probably tell but um i don't want to make money off this this is not something that is that's not my motivation here if i help one person write the first draft of a novel or if I help one person commit to a writing schedule that sticks that that is that is enough because I know how much joy that will bring someone Mm. I love that that's such a lovely lovely creative project that's come out of that's come out of motherhood for you then hasn't it oh I suppose it has god now now you oh that's just that's given me goosebumps (laughs) I haven't I've honestly not thought about it like that and I just it was just something I just felt and, and, and I feel rotten that it's on pause right now because I know it could be helping people. But I know that consistency is key with these things. And I, and I, I just can't be consistent with everything yeah. right now. So um, but yeah, it, it, they're there and I have packs. So if people want some, they can message me and I can I have a few that I can ship out. I'd be happy to do that. Um, and I want to also do an online version. So maybe like a website that people can go to and just click a button and a new one will come up. Um, oh, I've got lovely. I've got lots of ideas because I want to make it free. You know, at the end of the day, that is that is like I said, there's no there's no I've got no money making, um, you know, schemes with this. I just I, I just want to help people write because it brings me so much joy. And I just I think that that. Yeah, I want other people to have that gorgeous i love that but i want to also just ask do you have any other brilliant practical tips oh gosh practical (laughs) tips (laughs) (laughs) um practical tips i don't know i did i uh, let me think what was i actually thinking about the the one thing we haven't touched on which i have only really recently discovered is um well personalities sometimes your personality and your kids personalities don't match And this was something, I mean, I think you could probably talk about this with an expert, but this is something that when I when I read this, I was like, oh, and it really was like, and also, of course, the whole time we've been talking about babies and kids, we're talking about neurotypical kids. So then you have like other, you know, additional complexities and considerations. And I just, I feel like my first kid especially he has such a strong personality and it clashes massively with my partner and I until like six months ago I was like oh my god my partner's discipline isn't working with this this is not the way it should be yada 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 but actually 
I've now seen it very differently. You know, framing is everything with these things. And like, I, I honestly, for creativity as well as parenting and, and just life, curiosity is one of the best things you can carry around with you for any stressful or unusual or complicated situation. And um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, as my kids get older, I'm really very mindful of that now and just, you know, it's introvert and extrovert as well, isn't it? And I, I, I'm an introvert. So if I spend if I spend 12 hours co- like nonstop with my two kids, by the end of it, I'm exhausted because I need that time alone to recharge. So I just think have a be curious about your own self and who you are and how that potentially presents challenges um, as being a parent. Um, and, 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 and that for me, it's not so much like, okay, the answer is still the same. I still need time on my own. I still need self-care. I still need rest. But I now don't blame myself as much, like in terms of, you know, oh, you're your mum. You have to do everything. You're their mum. You have to do everything perfectly. And it's not that, it's never that simple. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Stay curious because, um, yeah, curiosity can lead you to the why as opposed Absolutely. to like a solution yeah I, I yeah I relate I relate I really relate to having people around I mean lockdown is kind of my dream in many ways but it's also like oh my god everybody leave me alone <laughs> yes I know I know and I'm finding it quite intense like online now because I feel everybody's got an opinion everybody's got a strategy everybody's and 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 I've actually had some really shitty dms because I wasn't because I was taking my kids outside and things like that and and I understand that that comes from a place of like genuine concern and fear but I'm I'm just trying to do you know there's just been a lot of passive aggressive judgment and so I, I I find you're very good on Instagram Lucy I have to say because I really find Instagram quite hard now. Um, but um, yeah, you've got to just, yes, but it's curiosity is, I'm trying to be curious about that in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there was a lot of shaming on Instagram and I definitely That's joined really. in on that, to be honest, until I was like, hang on a moment, uh, let's stop shaming each other because... Um, that, that doesn't help like that's not a good that's not a good no. reaction to this but it's all come from fear hasn't it yeah hugely hugely yeah and, and I think that yeah that's a lot of like the issues we have right now with other things it's like we're yeah we're we're, we're, we're too busy looking for the the fault and the wrong and the and, and the this is how we fix it and actually we're just not let's observe more like also a good tip in parenting observe your kids just watch them my four-year-old loves that. He loves an audience. So if you're really, really knackered, just just sit down and ask them to put on a show. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Anais is quite similar. <laughs> oh, she's the dancing queen. That's my name for her. <laughs> oh, oh, she really is. But she started saying to me, if she catches me filming her, she's like, no. So I ah, realised. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really the start of when I um, decided to take their faces like only close friends can see yeah I don't I don't do my eldest kid and I don't do my youngest kid as much as I did my eldest kid when he was this age I'm definitely that's something I've trying to stay curious with because there is something unsettling isn't there about about you know over sharenting that's the word isn't it sharenting I've never heard of that that's interesting sharenting I definitely I mean I definitely do that but um it's a balance it's 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 
because I feel like we don't talk about this stuff and that's why I probably talk too much about the negative and I need to, I need to talk about the positive but I just I find I found when I became a mum there was just and it was a lot to do with who I followed massively but I just found there was such a void of um talking about the hard the hard parts um alongside the good parts so yeah it's all a contradiction we're straight back to how you introduce this <laughs> it's gonna be the theme isn't it <laughs> oh thank you so so much for your time it was so lovely to have a chat with you to wrap up where can everybody find you um you can find me well yeah my blog is as the bird flies blog.com and i'm as the bird flies blog on instagram um, right now cards is obviously the word write as in writing and my books are on Amazon so just look up Francis M Thompson and you'll see well hopefully you'll see there is also a Francis M Thompson writing maths textbooks do not don't I mean if, unless that you know <laughs> you might need that now but it's not me <laughs> <laughs> I'll link everything in the show notes as well wonderful thank you so much pleasure thanks lucy take care this is very therapeutic thank you (laughs) should we say bye bye bye